Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. We'll then hear from John Martellero of the Mac Observer. And there's a lot to cover in this special holiday season episode on the Tech Night Owl Live. So we're doing this show after Black Friday, after Cyber Monday, and after How the Heck Am I Going to Pay This Bill Tuesday. And we've got Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. And it looks like you, sir, were a busy bee around Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Tell us more. Well, actually, before Black Friday, I did a, a Mac user group presentation on the new Apple TV. And I'm also working on uh, the update to take control of Apple TV. And, and a gentleman asked me a question about HDMI CEC. I have an older TV, which doesn't support that. Now, HDMI CEC is a protocol over the HDMI port in your TV that lets uh, devices interact with each other. Like, for instance, if you have a TV that supports the HDMI CEC and you have the new Apple TV hooked up to it, when you wake the Apple TV up, it'll turn the TV on and switch over to the Apple TV's input. But I couldn't answer the guy's question because I had an older, sharp TV. And so I said, well, I, I guess I need to buy a TV now. So I started looking around and I, I settled on... A pretty good deal from Walmart, of all places. They had a 4K Vizio, a 49-inch, for about 530 bucks, And it usually sells on Amazon for like 700 So I'm like, that, that's a pretty good deal. This is the uh, Vizio M series, right? Yes. Yeah, it's in the M series. I, I couldn't tell you the exact model number. It's a C49-something. Yeah, so I picked that up. I also had some questions about surround sound, and I hadn't had a surround sound system in years because you know I didn't want to have to string wires across the room and all that. But then, as it happens, there's a sale on Amazon. Maybe it's still going on. It was like a 2013 model 5.1 soundbar system. I got that for like 170 bucks. You know, there's places where you can track Amazon's prices and stuff. And back in August, it was selling for 320 bucks. I'm like, okay, that, that's a pretty good deal. And so I got that in the sound bar. So I have a pretty awesome system now. And I'm finally able to test uh, HDMI CEC and uh, surround sound with the new Apple TV. So I'm pretty happy with all that. Okay, so what we're looking at here is 49-inch TV set, 4K. I'm going to ask you a question here, and go with me on this, all right? Because we've okay. had discussions on 4K TVs. Normally, when you're watching your TV set, how far are you from the actual set? Uh, usually about eight feet. I know where you're going with this. But. Okay, where I'm going with it is the fact that you can't really see the 4K advantage with a 49-inch set at that distance. Sure. And the reason I went with this particular set, I really wanted a large... I'm not attacking you, understand. I'm just telling you something. (laughs) Well, I went through the same thing on Twitter, explaining why 4K is kind of pointless for most people, but I ended up with a 4K set. And and the reason I did is that, really, I wanted about a 65-inch set. But the problem is, with the Vizio, the stand for the Vizio, it has these kickstand legs. It doesn't have like a central pedestal-style stand. And so our TV cabinet's only about 40 inches long. And so if I'd gotten a TV any larger, this one barely 
fits on there with, with the stand as is. If I got one any larger, it wouldn't have been able to fit on there. It would have had a wall mounted, which would have introduced all kinds of other problems. The reason I went with 4K over 1080p is that a 50-inch uh, 1080p Vizio was like 500 bucks, and the 4K one was like 30 bucks more. And usually the 4K panels are better. This was like an IPS panel. I'm not sure what the what the 1080p panel was, but uh, you know, I figured for like future proofing, I want to also be able to say, you know, be able to potentially test 4K content. Well, yeah, okay, the extra 30 bucks is worth it. Plus, I got five HDMI ports instead of three. That was a big advantage of this TV. So although it's not as big as I'd like, uh, I, I got a good deal on it. I'm pretty happy with it. My problem with 4K, um, I actually haven't seen any 4K yet because TV has some built-in apps. So it has uh, an Amazon app built in and I, I have Prime Video and they provide 4K with that for free. But the problem is that the app built into the M series Vizios only supports up to 1080p. You have to get the P-Series Vizio to get 4K Amazon from the built-in app. And then I think Netflix supports 4K, but you don't get that through the mid-tier service. You have to upgrade to the 1199 package which to get 4K, which I don't really need. And the part of the problem is I, I could just upgrade to it temporarily, but I have the old grandfathered 899 pricing for the next year. So if I switched away from that and switched back, I'd be paying a dollar more per month, which is kind of silly. But still, it's like I don't want to give up that grandfathered pricing uh, just to test out 4K when I don't think 4K is going to make that big of a difference anyway. Sooner or later, I will I will get to try out 4K uh, on my TV, but just not anytime soon. The content just isn't there yet. And also, the other problem with 4K, even if you see a slight difference, say you sit four feet from the set or five feet from the set to see your 4K, the other problem is that one big advantage of 4K is the enhanced color and the high dynamic range. But that's not supported in all TV sets. It's mostly the more expensive TV sets. 4K. The basic 4K sets like the Vizio M series do not support that. In fact, the only Vizio that does is their reference series. And don't ask me the price because you would freak. You could buy a really nice tesla automobile for the largest reference series set you can hardly say that twice back yeah I, they sell those for like one hundred fifty thousand dollars, right something like that i think it's less than that like one hundred twenty-five thousand. i have oh. to look it up we're looking up right now vizio let's do this this is what we call live on tape radio vizio i'm going to type it right now vizio reference series all right and we're going to look at the vizio reference series and we're going to see 120 inches and 65 inches. And if we go to shop now, all right, here it is. Now, when you hear this, you're going to freak. The 65-inch set is $5,999.99. Why the nines? I don't know. You know, it's like nine-nine. It's a political thing. If you get the 120-inch class set, it's $129,999.99. That gets you mm, pretty good deal on the most expensive BMW 7 Series, the Mercedes-Benz S-Class, fully equipped, the top-line Audis. You could buy a Tesla X for that amount, I believe. Probably you get the high-end version, except one thing. With a TV set, you won't have to take it in for service. Your audio system won't go bad on you. Because here's the problem, too. A lot of those real expensive cars are not so reliable. The elaborate computerized infotainment systems, pathetic. 
a lot of these cars, the real expensive ones, even the Tesla, the Model S, was rated worse than average for reliability by consumer reports based on reader surveys. Hmm. Now imagine paying three or four times the average price of a new car and getting something subpar reliability. The average price of a new car is like thirty-two dollars or $33,000. I don't know why we're doing this. He's not buying a 120-inch <laughs> set until he gets his million-dollar house. Or, or, or they come down in price, which apparently they're supposed to in a few years. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It comes with integrated 5.1 surround sound. Oh, you that's... You can trade back your $200 <laughs> soundbar. You know, that would that would be a nice feature. You know, part of the reason I got the sound bar is uh, we had a 2.1 system because I didn't want to wire up the 5.1. I had all the surround speakers and stuff, and but we had a receiver. And, you know, they're enormous. They're complicated. Uh, it's more stuff to juggle. And plus, our toddler kept messing with it. Like, he'd go hit random buttons on it, and suddenly he didn't have any sound. Oh, and yes, so- that's what toddlers do. Yeah. They just like to mess it up. My son used to take things on my Mac and throw it in the trash. <laughs> Look, Daddy, what can I'm doing? I'm putting this in the trash. She didn't say it that way. That was the impact. We have Josh Centers, who never puts anything in the trash unless it's broken or dirty. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids. R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Concerned about harmful contaminants in your water? Look to ProPure, the most trusted name in gravity water filtration systems. ProPure, with the silver-infused Pro1 G2.0 filter, removes over 200 contaminants, including VOCs, heavy metals, chloramines, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, fluorides, and radiologicals. We don't just say it, we back it up. The Pro1 G2.0 filter is NSF 42 certified and independently tested to meet NSF. SF-53, and P-231 standards. Pro-Pure Water, the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. Purchase with confidence in quality, performance, and customer service. Take advantage of our biggest holiday 25% off sale going on now. Visit your authorized Pro-Pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. 800-544-3533. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. 
at less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So anyway, he's got himself a new Vizio M-Class TV set. He's got a new soundbar now. I bet the soundbar sounds a lot more effective than what you had before. And the audio systems in most TV sets, it's pretty pathetic because they want to make it thin. And the thinner you make the set, the less room you have for really good speakers. Mm-hmm. Though, though I have to say, I did try the Vizio uh, TV speakers, and they, they weren't terrible. Um, out of the Is box. that damning with faint praise? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, physics limits what you can do, you know, with such a thin set. But I mean, you know, it sounded a lot better than my old Sharp. You know, I wouldn't want to have to rely on that for everything. Well, especially with the 5.1. And I, mean, I have missed surround sound so much. It, it drives my wife crazy, but I like it. <laughs> Congratulations on your new set. How does the Apple TV look? Oh, it looks great. The uh, Those screensavers... The, those HD ones they filmed with the helicopters and all that. Uh, aerial is what they call it. They, they look amazing. Uh, yeah, the, the Apple TV, everything on it looks really good. You know, and, and uh, even though I haven't seen 4K on anything yet, the panel is a large improvement over my old Sharp. So uh, I'm very happy with that. The only thing I'm not happy with on the TV, and, and overall, I'm you know, the menus are good. The software is pretty good for a TV. But part of the problem with these smart TVs is that because they have computers in them, they tend to, I don't know, weird things tend to happen. Like last night, my TV just locked up, like just black screen, couldn't get to turn on or off, couldn't, you know, finally had to unplug it and then plug it back in and force a reboot. 
just like a computer to get to do anything. So that's pretty irritating. Hopefully that doesn't happen too much. But otherwise, I'm very happy with it. Now, I have a Vizio set here several years ago. I'm still getting over-the-air software updates. Hmm. So, you know, when you keep the set running for a few days, I'm not sure how it works with the software updates. But at some point in time, if there is one, if it works the same way, and I can't say that it does, and I'm assuming that you did hook it up to your Wi-Fi system, eventually an update will come. But they're queued in stages. I don't recall how they do it. So it's possible that it needs an update. You can call Vizio and see. They'll check your firmware version. Yeah, it, I have mine hooked up over Ethernet and uh, or Ethernet. I haven't got a software update yet, at least... Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's good to know to keep them updated. And, and Vizio seems like a pretty decent company. Although one thing I, I will warn your listeners about, there is some kind of spyware built into Vizio's uh, software. They actually monitor what you watch and report it back uh, to a database. I can't remember exactly what the setting is called, but if you, if you go to your menu and you go under system, there's a setting in there and, and it explains what it does. If you just turn that off, then, then that disables it. I mean, you know, it's kind of annoying. That, uh, oh, it's called smart interactivity. And uh, so, yeah, you want to make sure you turn that off uh, if you haven't already. But I mean, otherwise, I'm, I'm very happy with the set. But yeah, the, I don't care for the built-in spyware and hopefully it doesn't lock up more than, you know, it has now. If it does, again, check the firmware version and see if that's an issue. Because there's no guarantee if they're selling this set and it's brand new that it wasn't built six months ago somewhere. And it's a closeout awesome. or something. I don't know. I can't pretend to know. But keep us informed now. If you ever get to see real 4K content, I'd like to know about it. Now, having worked with Apple TV, now you have a 4K set. Apple TV does not have a 4K feature. Right. It doesn't allow it. Yet. Now, it doesn't mean they can't do it with maybe firmware. I don't know. It may require a new Apple TV. Do you feel slightly disappointed now? You know, slightly, I think, is the way to put it. You know, I, I think it would have been best if they had future-proofed it a bit. And I don't know, maybe maybe the chip in the new Apple TV can do 4K. Maybe it just, you know, maybe it could do it with a software update. Um, although that's not really how Apple tends to do things. But, I mean, really, in terms of the 4K content, it just, there's not a lot of it there yet. You know, um, and I've seen 4K, you know, I've... Uh, some YouTube videos are in 4K, especially now that with the iPhone 6S out and able to uh, capture 4K video. And I, I've watched it on my 5K iMac, so you know I, kn I know what it looks like. I know how good it can look. But you know, in terms of the iTunes Store, in terms of like m actual movies and stuff, you know, 4K content is kind of hard to find. You know, a lot of Amazon Originals are 4K, Netflix Originals are 4K. Um, there's a service called Ultraflix that. It's kind of like a Netflix that specializes in 4K, except not all their stuff is 4K. So I mean, it's just it's just not there yet for the most part. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. And I can kind of see why, uh, uh, you know, they uh, they uh, eschewed it. Now, just to add to this complexity, I just read that Directv plans to stream 4K next year. I don't know how much. 4K, obviously, it will consume a lot more bandwidth, and there's only so many channels they can add to their satellite. I don't know what restrictions there'll be or what kind of compression they're going to get, but mm -hmm. DirecTV is going to do it. I expect you're going to see 4K slowly phase in. Next year, we're supposed to see the 
Blu-ray 4K system. Right. Well, you know, here's part of the thing with 4K also is that a lot of stuff has doesn't fully take advantage of even 1080p yet. Um, you know, and if you look at the calculations for stuff, you know, even telling different, it's even hard, you know, for most TVs under 60 inches from typical uh, uh, viewing distances to tell the difference between uh, 720p and uh, 1080p already. So, you know, the, and the difference from 1080p to 4K is going to be even more difficult. And well, and also, there's a lot of Blu-ray transfers, especially with older movies, that just don't look that good in 1080p. You now, have the Blu-ray of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And honestly, the, the 1080p version doesn't look much better than the DVD version. They did a terrible job with the transfer. And I'm not even sure that's fixable with the, with the film stock they have. I don't know. Um, the other thing is, too, is that you know, if, if you're a gamer, which I am, if you look at you know, even the current video game consoles have a hard time supporting uh, 1080p. You know, the last generation, they're, they're struggling to support 720p. And a lot of, you know, a lot of games couldn't even do 720p fully. And then you look at this generation, and you do have some games that do 1080p, especially on the PlayStation 4. But, uh, you know, I mean, but just trying to imagine game consoles in five or six years, even doing 4K at this, you know, then is going to be a stretch, you know, and, and maybe they'll be 4K capable, but I doubt you'll see many games that will be 4K. So I'm, I'm kind of bearish on the 4K thing. I, I don't think it, unless TVs get a lot bigger um, and, and bigger becomes cheaper, uh, you know, I mean, if you can get, once you get to the point you can buy like a 65-inch TV, 4K TV for 500 bucks, I think 4K will start gaining in popularity. But in the meantime, I think they're just... You know, I'm sure they'll start, you know, releasing more 4K content, and it's good to future-proof. But I just don't see uh, people getting that excited about it. You know. Well, the other problem we're going to see is when you look at content with a lower resolution, it is interpolated to 4K. And let's get into the consequences of that in a moment. We've got Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. 
Did you know that home break-ins increase more than 100% during the holidays? It takes just 10 seconds for an intruder to kick in your door. But police response to a home alarm system is more than 20 minutes. And intruders are in and out of your home in 5 minutes. Thieves know that you're not home and have presents inside just waiting to be taken. And if you are home, how safe will you feel with an intruder lurking inside with your family? That's why police across the country are recommending you use door armor. Proven to withstand the force of a battering ram, door armor keeps intruders out. It's easy to install and barely visible, and your door armor is guaranteed for life. Go to InvasionStopper.com for a very special buy one, get one at half-off deal. These savings are for a limited time and only available to GCN listeners. Protect your valuables and loved ones this holiday season. Go to InvasionStopper.com now. That's InvasionStopper.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180 have an experienced yogurt until you've tried a mossy embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk green-fed dairy beverage every sip pays homage to our old world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from with over 30 probiotics a mossy's undeniably nutritious refined cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy a mossy so good and you need to try it contact your longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to gcnteam.com Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding. Unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books, we're talking about 4K TV, Apple TV. He just got a new Vizio M-Class 49-inch set. And obviously what happens here is when you're viewing content that's not 4K, it's being interpolated. Now, I suppose with 720p, 1080i, 1080p, that's okay. But standard definition, I hear, looks pretty awful. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, I, haven't, I don't think I've watched it in the standard definition yet. You know, the 1080p, you know, the, the HD stuff I've seen so far looks pretty good. Of course, standard def stuff 
you know, to me looks pretty terrible anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I should check out a uh, pop a DVD in after after I get off the horn with you here and, and see how it looks. But you know, everything's look, look good so far. I haven't noticed you know any weird upscaling issues or, or anything like that. It's like I said, it's a it's a big uh, improvement over uh, my previous 1080p set. Definitely that. Definitely that. Well, let's see where that takes us and what Apple does which is such an important thing. What is Apple going to do about handling 4K? If it can be done with firmware, it'd be nice. I, I find it very strange that they released phones with 4K cameras, but then don't support 4K on the TV. But that feels very odd to me. Well, Apple is odd. Let's just say that right there. Apple <laughs> is odd. Well, so that's maybe that's the whole point. We'll have to see. Let's move on to some other topics here, okay? Okay. All right. So, again, we're still seeing weird, weird, weird comments about Apple Watch, whether it's a failure or not. One article I read a week or two from a very major national newspaper listed Apple Watch as one of the top ten turkeys of the year. (laughs) Another industry analyst says that They estimate that Apple, through the September quarter, sold maybe 6 million copies. They'll sell another 6 million this quarter. What say you? Uh, If they're selling 6 million a quarter, I I think that sounds pretty good. I I think most uh, companies would would kill to uh, be able to sell 6 million of anything in a quarter. Well, Uh, yeah. Remember, this is we're, we're thinking of the last, the previous two quarters, it was maybe 3 million per quarter, the first quarter and the second. Now we're looking at six million in one quarter, but that's holiday gift giving too. Isn't this a sort of product that would tend to be more popular during the holiday season? Yeah, I'm sure there would be a number under Christmas trees. Um, you know, it, it's hard to, I mean, it's impossible to say how well it's doing well, because Apple won't tell us. And that in itself is probably a red flag, right? Um, but we just don't really know. Um, now, there's an interesting thing um, I posted on Tidbits the other day, and it's um, it's it's a study of people who are unhappy with their Apple Watches. And this was done by uh, the analytics firm Ristly uh, with Ben Bajaran, who's uh, well known in the Apple community for his analytics. You know, so you know he's pretty good at this stuff. And they they surveyed people. You know, and and by, and by and large, people are very happy with their Apple Watches. Now, there's a high customer satisfaction there. But and remember here, let's just figure this so we don't get confused. All right. We're talking about the fact that the vast majority, like, what, 95 97% of the owners of Apple Watch like it. But we're talking about here the people who don't. They were surveyed. And half of those people would buy another one anyway when the next model comes out. Right, and um, so so they talked to these people that that weren't happy with their Apple Watches, or it stopped, you know, and for the most part, it stopped wearing them. And the interesting thing is that uh, most of the people who are unhappy with them are are tech minded people, people who work in tech, or they evaluate tech for a living, or they're just interested in tech in general. So so I think that's interesting. You know, a lot of techies uh, do not like the Apple Watch, but then uh, you know, when asked why. Uh, they don't like it, and, and, and I think these are good 
criticisms, even if you do like your Apple Watch, I think these are good complaints. Um, but the things they cited were uh, poor performance, um, short battery life, the watch face isn't you know isn't always visible. Uh, the Apple Watch is reliant on the iPhone, and, and the price is kind of high. Um, I'll add my own complaint in there too. You know, circling back to TV, but the remote app on the Apple Watch uh, doesn't support the new Apple TV yet. And that was a good uh, part of the reason why I even had an Apple Watch, why I wore my Apple Watch, because, uh, you know, going back to the toddler again, he, he tends to lose remotes. He tends to pick them up, play with them, throw them wherever. And so it was good to have a TV remote that was strapped to my wrist where he couldn't grab it. And, uh, yeah, now I can't even use it for that. And, you know, the, the apps on the Apple Watch – you know, I I think that's uh, that right there. You know, if there's anything that's a turkey about the Apple Watch, it's it's the whole app ecosystem. And I don't think it's the developers' fault because there are some really good developers making Apple Watch apps, but they take forever to load if they load at all. Um, they're just I, I, you know the whole experience is so slow that there, there's no point to to even bothering with apps even after. The watchOS uh, 2.0 update, which added uh, native apps to the Apple Watch, because before that, all apps had to be streamed over Bluetooth from an iPhone, which was even worse. But it's not much better with the apps directly launching from the phone, uh, from the watch. So, yeah, I've stopped wearing my Apple Watch. I'm, I'm part of this group I guess they should have talked to, and I share a lot of the same complaints. Um, you know, I mean... I think the battery life's okay for what it is, you know, and, and the watch face not showing. Yeah, that's annoying, but, you know, that's part of uh, this technology, and I'm sure they'll find some kind of workaround eventually. But, um, you know, remember the I mean, the first digital watches, you know, there was a James Bond movie with Roger Moore where, you know, he has a – it looks incredibly tacky nowadays, but he had what was then at the time a really fancy digital watch, and he had to keep pressing a button on the side to see the time. So, you know, I mean, this isn't a new uh, problem in the electronic watch space. But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's, it, but it's hard to get excited when, when a lot of the apps just don't work right. They don't load half the time. You get the, uh, uh, you get the, uh, oh, what do you, you know, you put the complications in the watch face and half the time they don't load. You know, it just, it just feels like a really half-done product and, and seems like there's a lot of stuff uh uh, this doesn't work right there, so I'm I'm pretty frustrated with it myself. So maybe it is a turkey, you know, possibly. But you know, I think also, you know, uh, talking to people, a lot of people are just waiting for the second generation one because, you know, if, if adopting a first gen Apple product is almost always a bad idea, and I acknowledge that, even though I, I have two uh, two of the first gen Apple watches, but you know, I I do this stuff for a living, so I kind of felt like I had to have them. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure it'll get better in time, but yeah, it's, it, you know, I don't know how it's doing sales wise. I'm sure it's doing very well sales wise, but, uh, it, uh, you know, as, as of right now, I'm, I'm not too, uh, you know, I'm not too impressed with the product itself. So if you didn't have to have one or two for mm-hmm. your work after buying one, would you have returned it within the return period? Yes. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, I haven't bought one yet. I still have my twelve dollar and eighty eight cent Walmart watch. <laughs> yeah, and it, it probably works better. It probably has a better battery life. You can see the uh, you can see the the time 
you know, all the time. You don't have to, like, turn the screen on or anything. Well, you see? And I have all that extra change. Yeah. Which I could, you know, pay the electric bill or something with. Right. So that's a very good thing. All right. Let's move on to more subjects. We've got Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. And a reminder, we want you to check out Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. We offer the ad-free version of this show and the non-scheduled Tech Night Owl Minute for low monthly annual five-year or even a lifetime subscription rate. Plus.technightowl.com. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions, Silver Solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com. A revolution in body protection has arrived only at FortressSurvivalLLC.com. Introducing the revolutionary patented Level 3 Bulletproof Vest. 100% Kevlar, 100% American made. Concealable, fully adjustable, and the lowest price on the market. Adult size normally $289.99, now just $250. Kid size normally $239.99, now just $200. Get affordable protection with a Level 3A Bulletproof Vest from FortressSurvivalLLC.com. For thou art my rock in my fortress. Psalm 31.3. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there 
and I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. With a new year coming, it's time for a new way to look at weapon storage. Safes can't be accessed quickly and racks are unsafe for children. Covert cabinets are the next level in home defense. They fit seamlessly into any home's decor and they provide quick access to firearms while keeping them uniquely hidden. Covert cabinets, the ideal hidden storage solution. Custom made in the USA. Covert cabinets are an elegant and practical alternative to the bulky and obvious storage systems of the past. Find out more at covertcabinets.com. That's covertcabinets.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So we've talked about Apple Watch, about the fact that Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books is not quite a happy camper. He tolerates it for his business. So if you look, though, at the first generation of the iPhone, it wasn't quite what it ended up being. You didn't have third-party apps or an app ecosystem. I think they were talking about web apps at the time. You didn't even have 3G support. Forget about 4G and LTE. They didn't even have 3G support. It was a fairly limited product, the first generation iPhone. Mm -hmm. So do we put the Apple Watch in that same category? Uh, I, I guess time will tell, right? Because, I mean, you know, I wasn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of the first iPhone, and I didn't get an iPhone until the iPhone 4, which was the first one that, to me, really felt like, you know, a complete device. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll just see. You know, I remember uh, when people, uh, you know, I remember people had the first iPhone, and they were showing off to me, like, oh, isn't this great? And then half the, you know, stuff went low because the, the mobile internet was so slow. So, it's, uh, but it's just it's hard to tell you know are people going to wear want to wear stuff on their wrists you know i think uh people of my generation i'm i'm barely a millennial i, I kind of you know i'm on the cusp between gen x and millennial but you know a lot of people uh you know from my generation and later uh you know don't really like wearing stuff on our wrist that much you know and that's something that's, that's still but you know, even the apple watch were a great product that was that would still kind of bug me but I think if it were a good enough product, you know, I would eventually probably get used to it. But I mean, I think that's the thing kind of now. You know, it's something I would be interested in, though. And and maybe I'll email Ben about this because this is the thing I really do want to know is I wonder what the split is uh, in satisfaction and complaints between men and women on the Apple Watch. Because my wife really likes hers. You know, I, I got her one, you know, in part so I could test, you know, some of the Apple Watch messaging features. But um you know, she really likes hers. And the reason is, you know, most women, you know, uh, most women's p 
pants don't have pockets in them for some reason. You know, there's an expectation they're going to carry stuff in their purse. So, you know, you know, uh, women don't. You know, men, we just slip the phone in our pocket and it's just right there. You know, women have a bit more of a problem with that because, you know, they have to, you know, either they have to put in a purse, you know, or, you know, they put on a desk somewhere. But, you know, mo most women I know, they lose their phones more, you know, unless they do wear pants with pockets in them. Um, but, you know, and they tend to like, you know, most women I know who have an Apple Watch are a lot happier with it. And they're a lot more impressed with it because it, they always have, uh, you know, it looks nice, but it also has access to the phone no matter where it is. You know, whether it's in, you know, a purse, on a desk, you know, if they lose it, you know, if they misplace it, there's, you know, a button on the Apple Watch that, may, you know, so it makes a noise. So if you're not someone privileged enough to have, you know, pockets in your pants, you know, big pockets, then, uh, you know, th that's a useful thing. So I, I do wonder what that split is. I've always got the impression that the Apple Watch is a product more favored by women than men, but I'd be curious to see the data on that. Now, with an iPhone, obviously, as you say, the woman doesn't necessarily have pockets in her pants if she's wearing slacks as opposed to a dress, and so she would put it in her purse, as my wife does, and then she doesn't hear it ring. Right, right. And that's another, you know, that's another thing too. You know, a lot of times I'll, I'll text my wife, you know, before the Apple Watch, I would text my wife and she'd be like, oh, I, I had the phone in the other room. I didn't even have it with me, which, you know, for me, it's inconceivable. I wear blue jeans all the time. So I always have, you know, pockets on, you know, I always have pants and pockets on them. So my phone's always there. It's always in one place. But yeah, you know, women's clothing has a lot more variety to it. And, you know, and a lot of times it doesn't have pockets. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, if that, you know, for that situation, I think the Apple Watch becomes a lot more compelling. But, you know, as it is, you know, for for men or women who, you know, have uh, pockets in their pants, you know, it's just uh, there's there's not a compelling sell for the Apple Watch. It's like, you, you know, I can't say access and stuff from my Apple Watch is faster because the apps are so slow. You know, if I want to do something from my, you know, I, I could time it. You know, between pulling the iPhone out of my pants pocket and trying to do the same thing on my Apple Watch, I guarantee you the iPhone's going to win every time. Um, other than a few handful of things like Apple Pay, you know, and yeah, it can track fitness, but there's lots of fitness trackers in the market. A lot of them are far less expensive than even, you know, the cheapest Apple Watch. So, it, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of compelling sell right now. And for me, the most compelling thing was that it could be an Apple TV remote. And that's broken right now, uh, which frustrates me to no end. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that's really going to be, you know, I mean, the iPhone had obvious uses, right? You know, it's a camera, it's a phone, uh, text messages, browse the Internet from anywhere. That's a compelling product. You know, for, if the Apple Watch is going to take off, uh, you know, like the iPhone did, which I, I kind of doubt it will, but if it ever does, uh, they're going to have to come up with a compelling use case for it. Apple but, Watch. Will version 2.0 be better? I think the Apple Watch will really come into its own when Apple can sell it untethered. You won't need to connect to an iPhone unless you need a larger screen. It can do everything itself, even be available with a cellular radio. So you can make and receive phone calls. Then you bring it up to your mouth, calling Dick Tracy. Call, no. <laughs> I don't know. What about, let's look at this because we're looking now at Tesla coming out with their Model X crossover, their second model, and the Model 3 coming in a year or two. It's going to be a midsize 
vehicle price in the mid-30s, they claim. We'll see. What about the possibilities of an Apple car? And you told us in our last discussion what kind of cars you have. Mm-hmm. Which are? Uh, I have a 2008 Toyota Corolla and uh, a 1996 Ford Ranger, and my wife drives a 2008 uh, Chevy Impala. Okay, now the Chevy Impala, is that like a policeman's car or something like that? No, I, it's like a police car. Impala's a big Chevy. Eh, well, yeah, it's big. It's not very fast. Uh, you know, m- most of them drive. Uh, I don't know what they drive now. I mean, it was it was Ford there for a while, uh, and then before that, they. I, I know the old cop cars were at least around here were Chevy Caprices, which was an awesome car for the time. Those things were built like a tank. Um, the uh, uh, but yeah, so you know, my my cars aren't exactly brand new, and they're various states of disrepair uh you know because I, I i don't i don't believe in putting a lot of money into cars because i mean the thing is you know you get a brand new car the value drops almost immediately and you know and just keeps plummeting from there so you know i i treat mine like like any kind of tool or you know appliance you know and i just i drive them until they're done you know i i do maintenance on them but you know it, i don't pour a ton of money into making them look nice or you know be really spectacular or anything you know, one of my favorite cars looking through the years was a 2003 Volkswagen Passat GLX V6. And the thing about that car, it basically was a low-rent version of an Audi A4. Same frame, same basic body design, manipulated to look more like VW. It was maybe five or $10,000 cheaper because it was a VW. And I like that car. It had not the fastest V6 engine ever. In fact, today's four-cylinder engines are more powerful. The gas economy was okay, but you had to use premium fuel. But it was really pretty inside. You had a monsoon radio. You had real wood trim. Not the plastic nonsense, but real wood. Nice. It was like a low-rent luxury car, less Mm -hmm. than $30,000. Now, the only thing about it, though, is around 45,000 miles... The dealer wanted to charge me, I think, four or $500 to replace the engine mounts. And I said, the car has a 50,000-mile warranty. Why isn't this covered? And they said, well, it's not covered by warranty. It's a maintenance item. But I got him to pay for it anyway. I said, you know, this is nonsense. I think because the lease was about to expire <laughs> like a month or two later. Yeah. <laughs> and my logic is, I am not paying $500 now for something where you will have the car back in a month or two. You make it right. And they made it right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I liked the car, and I looked up the history, thinking, yeah. well, if I kept that car for another 12 years, what would it be like? It had so-so reliability. Mm. So maybe I was lucky. Well, you know, the problem with the German cars, I've noticed this with all of them, whether it's BMW or Mercedes or Volkswagen, um, they all have electrical problems. I don't know why, but uh, for whatever reason, German car makers have a really difficult time with electronics in cars. You know, I've had friends with BMWs, Mercedes, and Volkswagens. They all have electrical problems uh, quite frequently and, and usually fairly – even on a brand-new car, they, they tend to crop up pretty soon, um, which is just bizarre. You know, it's like, well, why does an entire country have a problem with, with one thing? VW has a problem with something else, but we'll that, go into more well, of that Well, that's an electrical moment. problem too, technically. An electrical problem, emissions controls – We've got Josh Centers joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Back on the Tech Night Owl Live, a little bit of automotive stuff here with Josh Sengers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. VW, Mercedes and BMW owners, and of course VW makes Audi, are going to be complaining now because he's complaining about electrical problems. Now, back in the 80s when I was doing really well financially, I actually leased two different Mercedes-Benz automobiles. And we had problems. They weren't that reliable. But I did not have any electrical problems with them. All right? I did have the radio stolen twice on one of them. So the electrical problem was putting a new radio in. All right. But that wasn't a defect. The VW Passat never, ever had an electrical problem. It was just the engine mounts. That's all. A VW Jetta that we got after that, that didn't have any problems at all, except my son wrecked it after about two days, I think. But (laughs) he was young and foolish in those days. But seriously speaking, I didn't have that kind of problem. Hmm. Well, that's good. I mean, I used to review these uh, cars for a living, and it was... It wasn't anything, you know, special. You know, it was mostly just doing online research and writing about it. But yeah, I mean, I would say you got off pretty lucky with with your German cars because, in general, the biggest problems reported with them are almost always electrical. Is that true even for the current ones? 
Uh, you know, I mean, I haven't done it for a few years. I, you know, maybe it's improved since then. You know, so I couldn't, I couldn't say for sure. I'll, I'll, as you said, Volkswagen's having some, uh, some different problems of their own right now. Now, let me just tell you this: what's happening? VW sales in November were down twenty five percent, and part of it is they were running out of Passats because they were switching over to a new model. They could not sell the diesel cars. But it's curious here. In Europe, Volkswagen recommended a fix for two of the three engines, diesel engines. And that fix includes like some kind of plate or screen that's hooked up to better handle fuel delivery and software change. That's it. So to me, it doesn't seem as if it's such a major thing. But the European auto standards for emission controls are not Mm -hmm. quite as stringent as America. Right. And that's one of the reasons diesels um, are more popular in Europe, because the uh, they've lowered uh, restrictions on diesels quite a bit. Well, see, the other problem is, too, you know, one of the reasons most people buy Volkswagens is they like the performance. They're zippy cars. The problem with these software updates is that they're almost inevitably going to make performance a lot worse. Because, you know, Volkswagen was able to sell it both ways. They're like, hey, you get a car with great zippy performance and the emissions are, are super low. Well, it turns out that, the, you know, the emission part was a lot. Yes, you did great, great zippy performance. But, you know, in actuality, unless you're driving something like a Tesla, it's impossible uh, or almost impossible to get both those things in an internal combustion engine. Now, and let me so- just add something here about that. Okay. In Europe, supposedly these changes they're going to make in software... Mm-hmm. And this screen they're installing will supposedly not change fuel economy or performance. That's what they claim. Now, right. just Europe. to add to that, though, Consumer Reports did a test of, I think, a Passat, a diesel Passat. And what they did is they set it up and hacked it in some way so it could run under normal use and service with the emission controls working, defeating this software. All right? Mm-hmm. So, here's a story. There was a slight decrease in fuel economy, but still within the EPA ratings, and a slight performance decrease, but nothing substantial. And that's a rough and ready fix. Now, will VW's official fix be as efficient? I don't know. By the way, I looked up the VW Passat's reliability. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. 2015 model, which is the most recent because of 2016, just okay. arrived. Everything is excellent except for fuel system, which is very good, one step below that, and body integrity, which is very good, one step below excellent, and that may be tendency to rattle, okay? That's what body integrity is. Okay. And the audio system is fair. Now, power equipment, which is also electrically based, is excellent. Audio system, obviously, there's an electrical problem for you. Yep, see? (laughs) It says fair, but the car overall is rated good for reliability. Sure. Assuming that the audio system goes kaput, you could replace it. The thing I'm curious about, well, I don't know, you can't replace it in all of them nowadays. I I am curious, when did that generation of Passat start? Is this the first year? All right, this is the American-built Passat, which is made, what, in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. at the VW plant in Tennessee. It's a slightly enlarged version of the European Passat. The difference being it is humongous inside. I took a test drive in one of them. The rear seats, it feels like a limousine. It's big. Even though 
in terms of dimensions, it's no bigger than a Kia Optima or a Honda Accord within an inch or two. But inside, the packaging is amazing. It's huge. Okay, not the Donald Trump version of huge, but... <laughs> huge. Huge. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Reminds me of a line in a Julia Roberts movie where she used the word huge. Maybe that's what he's imitating. He's a fan of Julia Roberts. I don't know. In any case, let's just, just move on with this thing here. Now, the generation of the Volkswagen Passat that came out in 2012 is the one that, with minor changes, continued through 2015. And the 2016 version is a mild refresh where they give the exterior some nips and tucks for better, more slippery in wind, better wind tunnel performance so it gets slightly better gas economy. And the interior is made a little fancier. That's about it. Going back to the thing uh, you said, okay, so this generation, it looks like it's been around since 2011. So that's, that's pretty good data. It's been around for a while. 2012. 2012. All right. If they can get almost as good fuel economy and performance with the with the proper emission controls, then why did they do it in the first place? That's, that's sort of the thing on my mind, because it seems like they're going to have to give something up when they implement things uh, the proper way. I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting. I looked into this stuff after the Volkswagen stuff came out. And it turns out there's there's so many ways to, to cheat these tests. You know, they would they would set things up. They can even do it non-electronically because, you know, I was reading they, they could build a, an, an engine in such a way that um, you would have to drive it for a good long time before you even, uh, before it started emitting much. You know, so there's lots of, workarounds you know kind of sneaky workarounds uh engineers can do uh to to kind of get around these these emission requirements so so it's going to be curious to see uh just how many uh auto manufacturers are actually doing this and even more curious to see how many will actually be caught um you know because i'm sure it's more than just volkswagen doing this um but you know, I guess you can make the argument that's all the more reason to uh, you know push the electric car technology because you know unless Tesla is doing some really sneaky stuff, you know <laughs> there's no emissions there at all. By the way, while you were talking, I was looking over the Consumer Reports ratings mm-hmm. for reliability. Mercedes-Benz CLA 250, which is their cheapest car, much worse than average reliability. Okay, oh, yeah. Mercedes. Dodge Chargers have problems. Oh, yeah. Mercedes-Benz S-Class, ranging from $95,000 to $234,000, much worse than average. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a Mercedes-Benz. Yep. BMW 5 Series. Okay, BMW 5 Series. Doesn't score that well either. You know, that's a mid-sized car. It's a luxury mid-sized car. And the BMW 5 Series cost what? Oh. About 60 grand, I'd say. Something like that, yeah. yeah in, in that range. Depending on, I mean, if you get the M, it's a lot more, obviously. But, um, well, you know, you know I, that's kind of the thing. You know, I, I did look into, you know, getting like a BMW or Mercedes in the past, something like that, you know, just, just for fun. The thing with luxury cars is you can't really fake them. You know, just about anyone, if they, you know, no matter your income level, if you really want one, you can get an iPhone or, or a Mac or, you know, you know, these kind of like, uh, you know, kind of luxury ish items. 
you know, there's a lot of luxury things you can buy, even if, you know, you don't make a ton of money. Um, Let's break there and we'll discuss that. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Concerned about harmful contaminants in your water? Look to ProPure, the most trusted name in gravity water filtration systems. ProPure, with the silver-infused Pro1 G2.0 filter, removes over 200 contaminants, including VOCs, heavy metals, chloramines, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, fluorides, and radiologicals. We don't just say it, we back it up. The Pro1 G2.0 filter is NSF 42 certified and independently tested to meet NSF. SF-53 and P-231 standards. Pro-Pure Water, the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. Purchase with confidence in quality, performance, and customer service. Take advantage of our biggest holiday 25% off sale going on now. Visit your authorized Pro-Pure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. 800-544-3533. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. 
I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We have Josh Centers of Tidbits and Take Control Books. A reminder, folks, please go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com to check out Tech Night Owl Plus, where we give you the ad-free version of this show. Higher quality audio, Tech Night Owl Minute, low monthly, annual, five-year, or lifetime subscription rates. Check it out, plus, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. And we're looking, of course, at the car reliability in advance of talking about Apple car in our final segment here. And the thing here is that if a luxury car keeps its resale value, you can actually lease one for not much more than a midsize car. Mm-hmm. You just have to check the leasing. You have to have fairly good credit. But you can lease one. And then, you know, at the end of three, four years, whatever it is, return it to the dealer. And that's what a lot of people will do. This way, I could have a BMW 328i for the same price as a Honda Accord. And the fact of the matter is you probably could. Now, at least BMW gives you free service. They used to for 50,000 miles, they give you free service. So you didn't have to pay for service. Now that's a big problem too. You gotta service those things. You have to pay for the service if you don't get like a, a service contract or agreement. Anything could be costly, even brakes. You, know, oh, yeah. you can't go change. to the brake shop for $100 a wheel or something and do the brakes, it's going to be, what, $1,000? And then, of course, some cars like the BMWs offer what they call run-flat tires. You know what those are? You get a flat tire, and you can still use it for up to 100 miles. But you can't fix them. You can't just go to your tire shop. Like I had a flat tire the other day, and I went to the tire shop. No big deal. Run-flat tires mean, yes, you don't have to put on those space-saver spares. But within 100 miles or so, you have to buy a new tire. For a couple of hundred dollars or more. So run flat tires, S-C-A-M. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's the point I was getting to. You know, you can fake, you know, a Gucci handbag. You can fake, uh, an, you have an iPhone, you have a Mac, but you, you can't fake a luxury car. And, and anyone I've ever known who, you know, bought a BMW that was out of the price range, you know, the guy used one, they always regretted it because... The, even just the basic service on them is so expensive, and they have so many weird problems. They're just money pits. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, you're talking about how unreliable, you know, cars in the six figures are. And that's true. But the thing is, the people who can afford those cars don't care, you know, because they have probably at least one spare, probably more than that. And, you know, okay, I have to get to the shop. Okay, whatever. It's worth the trouble. Part of me even wonders if they don't make these some of these luxury cars unreliable on purpose just so you know the owners can be like hey look i can afford to take my car to the shop every week (laughs) well part of it also is that the dealers will coddle the high-end buyers 
and therefore people feel so happy. Number one, to be able to afford a luxury car. Number two, to have a dealer who will maybe pick up the car free for service or give you a free loaner car. That way you feel so happy it doesn't matter that you're back there every week. Right. Well, now, as far way- as a dealer is concerned, let me just throw one thing here. I'm going to ask you about Apple Car. As far as a dealer is concerned, I looked this up. Dealers don't want to sell you electric cars because they don't require as much service. The dealer will make three times as much profit from servicing your vehicle as from selling it. And most people will go to the dealer for service. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't get comparable service from the private shop, but dealers these days, I think, are trying to compete on price. Like one dealer I visited, he advertised, we will match any tire dealer for new tires or a brake job. They'll match the price. Why? Because that's where they make their money. Because you have all these incentives and everything. They don't make a huge amount on selling you a new car. But they sure make it on selling fake add-ons, on going to the finance department and having them put on gap insurance and extended warranties of all this nonsense. They make their money that way. Not from the car, but from all the other ancillary stuff. Or the dealer pack where they give you undercoating, which you don't need. Or in Arizona, they tint the glass because of the sunlight and they'll charge you a thousand dollars for that and what they're doing is they're putting on almost like a plastic sheet on the windshield and on the other windows to protect you from the extra sunlight let me ask you a question here okay assuming the price is normal so apple say offers something that's about the average price of a new car say a mid-sized car a honda accord a kia optima one of these Normal family vehicles. Would you buy one? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just depend. I mean, really, you know, I'm not the kind of person. I don't buy new cars. I don't even like going to car dealerships because, you know, for the most part, I find them scummy. In fact, scummy to- people find them scummy. Yeah. Well, you know, I prefer to, you know, pay an individual cash for a car, and that's just the kind of person I am. You know, I guess if they had, like, an attractive lease program and I felt compelled to get my hands on one for my work, then I would look into it. Uh, You know, part of the problem is I'm very harsh on cars. You know, um, I used to commute an hour and a half every day, and idiots would rear in me all the time, and it actually ended up. Well, and the other problem is I drive on dirt roads sometimes because I live in the sticks. And the combination of those two things ripped the rear end off my poor Toyota Corolla. If you get my iOS 9 book, there's actually pictures of it in there, which, which are hilarious. So like, I'm driving around in the equivalent of like a, it looks like a car from Mad Max right now because I haven't figured out how to get the rear end back on it yet. So I guess if they had like a pretty generous, I don't know, repair, fix uh, insurance program, you know, I, I would just have to look at the details, but, um, you know, I have to say, you know, even if the car were like 30 grand, you know, cause I'm not the kind of person, I don't like car payments. Um, I don't particularly like leasing. Uh, I don't like being in debt. You know, I mean, every car I've ever had, I pay for in cash. So it's not, not that attractive of a proposition to me, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think part of what Apple can innovate with here is the approach to selling the cars. I don't just mean like, you know, like a Tesla store versus a versus a dealership. I mean, like, you know, in the way that you actually pay for the car itself, you know, and, and I think this is something they're they're testing with the iPhone now because you have this iPhone upgrade program where, you know, you pay a monthly fee and you, you always have the latest iPhone. Right. So I think, 
that's a way of them testing this car leasing business and, and, you know, setting up the credit infrastructure for it, setting up the approval process. You know, they're going to have all that infrastructure in place, you know, if they do launch an Apple car. So, you know, and that, that's really what the question is going to be. How affordable is this thing going to be? You know, I, I'm sure it'll probably start off as more of a luxury thing as most of Apple's products uh, do start as. And, you know, that's fine. But, you know, if, if they really, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they sell. What's I'm sure it's going to be a luxury car to mainstream America because, you know, that's that's I mean, that's Apple's bread and butter. You know, they make luxury product and, and sell to everybody. So, so that if there's a you know a real innovation that Apple can bring to to automobiles, it's it's bringing luxury cars to the average American. Josh Centers, where can we find more of the stuff that you do? Uh, you can see my articles at tidbits.com, my books at takecontrolbooks.com, and my various ramblings on Twitter at J Centers, J C E N T E R S. More rambling coming up on the Tech Night Out Live. Josh Centers, thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad. But boy, was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. Earthquake, floods, winter storms, prolonged power outages, or war. Each of us have had that moment when we recognize that we need to be better prepared. We typically do the same thing. We start with food storage, then we address the need for water. But have you considered heat storage? I'm talking about staying warm in the cold. Here are some things for you to consider. How will I keep my family warm? The standard answers are firewood, coal, or propane. But the problem with that if you need to be on the move is you can't take it with you. Another concern? There may come a time when you need to stay warm without smoke, like in times of war. There may even come a time when you can't burn fuel. The answers may be simpler and less costly than you think. For these answers, go to FortressClothing.com. Again, FortressClothing.com has the answers to your heat storage dilemma. Don't get stuck in the cold. FortressClothing.com. You'll never be cold again. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. 
The following is an important holiday inventory announcement from IDStronghold.com. As many of you have come to know, IDStronghold.com is the number one name in quality RFID blocking wallets that actually do as they say and prevent electronic pickpocketing of the new RFID chips found in credit cards, room keys, subway passes, and more. Last year, due to the extreme popularity of giving ID Stronghold wallets and clutches as unique gifts at Christmas time, we ran out of our most popular styles and colors early. The good news is we now have our holiday inventory ready for same-day shipping. We have added many more designs of beautiful leather wallets and clutches, all with state-of-the-art built-in electronic pickpocket shielding from the most respected name in RFID protection, IDStronghold.com. Don't wait and limit your choices of these great gifts. We are expecting another sellout season. These wallets aren't available in stores, so visit IDStronghold.com today. That's IDStronghold.com. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer joining us this week, and we've got a big agenda of stuff to go through, but I should tell you first of all, We're going to be talking a little bit about iPad Pro, but I won't be getting my iPad Pro for review from Apple for probably a few days because, you know, we have these various tiers of people who get iPads or other products for review. I'm on the D list, actually. We're on the D list. Okay, you're on the D list. Now, the A list is David Pogue and Walt Mossberg. I'm on the ZZ list. Ooh, do tell. Yeah, which is they run out of them, and they're ready to build the next version. Maybe they'll consent to sending me this. I shouldn't say anything because they'll listen to this and say, why is he ragging on us? Let's not bother. All right. In no particular order, we'll talk about iPad Pro. And there's something here in your headline that conveys many meanings. It says, Apple is doing something that could accidentally torpedo the iPad Pro, which is not throwing a torpedo at it. But I wonder here, accidentally, when does Apple do anything that's by accident? Well, the executive summary here is is if you're going to build a professional product, you need to support it with a professional-level store. And several developers have complained to me that there's some issues with the App Store. You know, the App Store was designed for small-scale apps for your phone and then expanded to the iPad. And the iPads have rather small screens, and people are accustomed to spending $0.99 cents or a buck ninety-nine for their game or their weather app or something like that. But there's some issues that developers are finding with the Mac App Store when it comes to building a pro-level product. Apple loves to build great hardware, and in this case, the iPad Pro, I agree, calls out for professional-level use because the big screen invites a different way of thinking a different way of building apps, and it's got a powerful A9X processor in it. 
but some, there are some issues with the Mac App Store. Apple, despite the fact they're at iOS 9, is still working with a, a, a maturing mobile operating system that was really designed for a phone. And it shows when you look at the iPad Pro's home screen with those sparse icons and, and the trouble you have managing all your apps. Uh, iPad customers have come to expect, uh, thanks to the structure of the store, that apps are inexpensive, but pro-level developers have to be able to sell expensive apps, and they can do that, but in turn, they also need to do some things. They, they need to be able to offer free trials. They need to be able to issue paid upgrades, which they can't do. They need to have a good relationship with their customers, uh, work closely with them, do support, and the store gets in the middle and often prevents that. Um, updates can't be rolled out as quickly as they'd like. Uh, because of the review process. And, and finally, Apple's taking their solid 30%, which for pro-level apps is pretty serious money. And, and that culminated the other day in um, uh, a, a well-known developer uh, pulling out of the App Store. This, In this case, it was the Mac App Store because of the difficulties they had uh, due to the restrictions, the security restrictions of being in the store. So if you're going to fully... Me, excuse me, which developer... The developer Bohemian Coding announced Tuesday that it was pulling from the Mac App Store because of the security restrictions in place that didn't allow them to really build the kind of powerful application they wanted to build. This is the Mac App Store, but it's just, but it's still the same kind of thing. You've got a powerful, professional-level iPad, and the, the fact that it comes with the capability of an Apple Pencil and that uh, Apple's shipping its own rather interesting, I should say, keyboard. I don't like it personally. Uh, doesn't tell the whole story. Doesn't doesn't fill out the potential and the profile of a of a pro level machine like that. And and so the idea was in the article is that if Apple isn't careful, they'll be accidentally building glorious hardware that developers are not flocking to with their pro level efforts. And that could be a problem down the road, and it could uh, end up resulting in not as many iPad Pros being sold. And Apple will then in turn say, well, we were inflexible. We didn't want to change the rules in the App Store. Nobody, uh, not enough people bought the iPad Pro, and there must not be a market for it. So we're going to bail out and go back to smaller iPads or do something else. So we want to, we don't want that to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. We want Apple, and, and maybe there's a call for maybe a pro-level pro store here where there's different arrangements for security and different arrangements for exploiting the power of the hardware that Apple builds so that developers can make money. Because, you know, pro-level developers and pro-level tools are an interesting business. They're in business to make money. So they've got to have, they've got to be able to build tools so that, people can buy these products and make money with them. And if you can't make money with the tools you're buying because they're too primitive, then you're not going to be a pro-level user of the product either. So it all kind of fits together. And that was the essence of the article. And I don't see much change on Apple's part. And, and the other thing that I, I wrote in the article is, is that we're seeing the same kind of problem with the Mac Pro. You know, Apple comes out with this glorious hardware and then they don't do anything with it for quite a while. And it's got some limitations that pro-level users are annoyed with, uh, expansion. Um, Apple hasn't done anything to 
uh, improve it, speed it up, make it more palatable for pro-level users, expand the memory options. And, and, and so, again, we have a case where Apple builds glorious, beautiful, wonderful hardware and, and then seems to leave the pro-level audience in bewilderment and feelings of betrayal. Often, not everybody, but many vocal pro, pro developers. And they end up moving over to Linux and high-level, powerful Linux desktop workstations using Linux to get their professional work done done. So Apple, by not paying heed to the needs of the professional user, is causing problems. Now, looking at the iPad Pro, I can see its attractions, but for the kind of work I do, I cannot use it because the security restrictions, the sandboxing restrictions of iOS don't allow for the apps I need to be developed. And as you're saying, maybe there should be a pro-level store for both platforms, Mm -hmm. iOS a Mac app pro store and an app pro store, whatever. I think so. Without the whatever, but you get the point. I agree. I agree. If you're going to, if you're going to have ads on TV and, and, and push the professional level aspect of it. Now, Apple's vision of professional might be different. It might be that a lot of professionals can live within the environment of what they've got simply with a bigger screen. But I think that would be, um, what you call it, a, a overlooking of the potential of the processor and the, and the memory. You know, it's got four gigabytes of RAM. It's got this powerful graphics unit. It's, it's not just the big screen. It invites more things with it. So while you may be a real estate developer and, and just pleased with the idea that you can present bigger displays to your customers, or you may be a, in the military and you've got a ruggedized case and you're pleased with the idea you've got this big 13-inch map in front of you, or you're a pilot and you're pleased with the size of the screen, uh, I maintain that there are that the, that the hardware itself invites you to, to reach higher and do more. And so there could be a problem there. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. And, 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 and I think a lot of people that I've been reading, other authors, feel the same way I do, and that is, is that iOS 9, as cool as it is, and as many generations as it's gone through, iOS 9 does not exploit the full potential of the hardware. And we're thinking that it's going to take iOS 10 or 11 before we see the ability of the iPad Pro shine through. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't sound very encouraging yet. There are a lot of changes that Apple needs to make. And I want to go into a couple of more things about this in our next segment with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to A2Hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, 
a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. A revolution in body protection has arrived only at FortressSurvivalLLC.com. Introducing the revolutionary patented Level 3 Bulletproof Vest. 100% Kevlar, 100% American-made. Concealable, fully adjustable, and the lowest price on the market. Adult size normally $289.99, now just $250. Kid size normally $239.99, now just $200. Get affordable protection with a Level 3A Bulletproof Vest from FortressSurvivalLLC.com. For thou art my rock in my fortress. Psalm 31.3. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. My name is Bill Bonner, and I have an important message. Right now, the highest levels of government are struggling against an inevitable crisis, but they're about to lose control. When this happens, it will rip our country apart in ways you never imagined, from where we shop to the family you want to protect. Look, I've made predictions like this before. A few years ago, I warned that the housing prices would collapse. Before that, I warned that dot-com companies would crash, and they did. Those who listened had a chance to save themselves. But this has nothing to do with the stock market. This will affect us all. I've posted a free video at disappearingwealth.com. Maybe you'll disagree with my conclusions, but first, you need to watch this video and see the facts for yourself. You can watch the video for free right now by going to disappearingwealth.com. Again, that's disappearingwealth.com. Paid not attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. There are apps I use on the Mac that will never be in the App Store, such as Audio Hijack for 
radio and podcasting. Can't be done because the things it does aren't allowed. Something like default folder X or 10, an open save dialog box enhancer. Once again, it's doing things that I guess aren't kosher. One of the problems that we'll have uh, trying to compose articles for the Mac Observer is um, naming our, our images that we manipulate and prepare for publication and getting them into the publication system with the right kind of name. We don't know how to do that yet. So it, it, it's not, not too hard to sit back and use Safari and iOS and log on to our website backend and compose an article, but some of the administrative details uh, of preparing images. I mean, you can use iPhoto to resize and rotate and manipulate and change images, but getting them renamed and uploaded is a little trickier, and that's something I'm going to be working on over the next month or two. All right, let's move into other iPad Pro discussions, which are related. And this one is, you've got an iPad Pro. I don't. I don't know if I'm jealous yet because I won't make that determination until the unit arrives here. You spent some time on it. What about your first weekend? What do you think? My first weekend was a delight. I have always had an iPad from day one. I tended to be focused on the 9.7-inch display. I had an iPad Air before that. It's been handed down. And one of my gripes has been that there isn't enough real estate on a 9.7-inch screen to really to really read magazines. I mean, it's okay for website browsing because the web is designed that way. But I've written extensively about how magazine publishers have had difficulties cramming their content onto a 9.7-inch display and making it readable. And to make a long story short, PDFs don't do too well because you have to scroll around on the screen and they're fixed. And and if you have a flexible design format, then um, that creates problems too in trying to navigate and figure out where you are. And I've I've had some troubles getting lost in some of those navigation systems that the car and driver uses. So in Scientific American, you're never quite sure what you're supposed to do next in order to bring up the next photo or switch to the next story or whatever. And, And... and the first thing I did with the iPad Pro was I loaded up a copy of uh, an Aviation Week um, issue in Xenio. And it was glorious. It was full size. It was beautiful. It just jumped off the screen and it was everything. It was like holding a magazine in your hand, except it was on a digital display. So the 13-inch the screen, 12.9, is everything that you'd ever want to read magazines with. And so that pleased me greatly. Um, it's very light. I noticed it only weighs as much as the original iPad from 2010, about a pound and a half. But because it's bigger, it is a little more awkward to hold in your hand. You have to take an extra amount of care with it because of the, the torque on your hand. Uh, if, you, if you hold it with one hand and you hold it loosely and carelessly, um, you can knock it out of your hands and it would fall to the floor. So I'm waiting for a really good case for it. Don't have one yet. So it's sitting here kind of caseless on my desk and I'm handling it with kid gloves. I'm, I'm thinking that Apple had to go through the technology of the iPad Air and the iPad Air 2 in order to generate a device this big and this thin and this beautiful. So it was a long time coming while Apple developed the iPad Air. 
you're you look at it right away and you say this has so much potential and and it's kind of a heady experience having a display that big it's something you got to kind of get used to and we've spent five years with 10 inch ipads except for some of those big supersized windows tab, hybrid tablets um and you're and you're just thinking boy with the display this big what can i do when you put it next to a regular 12 inch 2015 macbook it just kind of dwarfs it it's really fast um, it has 802.11 ac and it's got four gig of ram so it's really fast pages just snap and after you use it the first reaction it doesn't take you long it only took me you know an afternoon you go back to a 9.7 inch ipad air and you go what is this this is so tiny and then you go back to your ipad pro and you go i have to learn how to handle this <laughs> it's big it's got a lot of torque in my hand even though it's it's fairly light i got to get a case onto this thing i got to figure out how i'm going to use a keyboard speaking of keyboards i bought the logitech create at, at the, when i went into the apple store to do an in-store pickup and i liked the keyboard feel of the logitech create i liked the backlighting but I didn't like the way the iPad snaps into the case. I didn't like the thickness and the bulkiness of the case. And I didn't like the fact that I could hardly do the push-through buttons for the sleep-wake and the volume controls. The rubber there was too soft. I had a conversation with Logitech Mobile Group in Geneva, Switzerland, and told them how I felt about that. And even though the, there are keyboard operations for the volume and it has a magnetic sleep-wake, if you do want to press the buttons, it's incredibly hard to do that. I've had cases for review where the case is very, very good, but in the material that presses over the buttons, it's softer there so that you can do a push-through. So I returned that case um, because it was big and bulky. And one of the issues is, is that when you have a device that big, it calls out for using it with a keyboard, but you don't always want to do it with a keyboard. And so if you have a case with a keyboard built in and you, don't, and you want to sit in the lap watching TV and use it as a second screen, that big keyboard case gets into the way. And so one of the fantasies I've had, I expressed it to a couple of developers, McAlley and some others, that you have a soft gel case that wraps around it and leaves a slot open for the magnetic area and the, and the connection to the keyboard. And then you drop it into a keyboard that sits on your desk like a dock. So that when you yank the iPad Pro out of the keyboard, which sits on your desk, you still have a case on it. And then you can go sit with your uh, set the iPad Pro in your lap as you used to do with a, a 9.7-inch iPad Air. So the case situation with it is kind of tricky. You, know, you have to sort of figure out when I'm going to use it with a case and when I'm going to sit with it at a desk and how I'm going to be productive that way. And how am I going to protect it when I want to use it as a regular iPad? in all its glorious size and beauty of the big screen. What about Apple's? I tried the Apple keyboard and I didn't like it. It felt to me like the Microsoft Surface Pro keyboard, kind of thin and cardboardy. And being a writer, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I want to be productive with this. I want to put it to use. I want to test it, take it as far as I can go, you know, and start writing articles with this. But I'm a typist and I like really good keyboards. My favorite keyboard of all time is the 2015 MacBook with its beautiful key operation. 
Let's talk about the keyboard for a second, yeah. okay? All right. Now, Apple sent me one of their Magic Touch keyboards. And this is the successor mm -hmm. to the wireless keyboard. And the key travel is about half that of the older keyboard. I compared them side by side. But I don't know about the MacBook. It's probably a little bit more. But I think it's the concept is fairly similar. Why do you like the MacBook keyboard? And is that in comparison to the other keyboards well, you've worked I, with? All I them? went into the store, too. Uh, I have a MacBook. Uh, I've had it since April, I think. And the reason I like the keys is they're big. There's a very short throw, and the throw is even. I'm a short throw typist. Some people like a longer stroke, like the uh, Mattias Pro, where it's a deep throw, a couple millimeters, and clicks. I like the Apple Aluminum keyboard, which is my go-to everyday keyboard for writing. And I like the MacBook keyboard even more because of its short throw and because when I press on the key, the key doesn't wobble. It goes all, the entire key goes down as I press it. And that feels good to me. So I went to the Apple store just like you did, and I tried out the Apple Magic Keyboard, which doesn't use the same, is it butterfly mechanism? I forget the, I forget the term. Um, the, no, the, I didn't go to the store. They sent me one to oh, review. Oh, okay. Okay. So I tried it out, and, I, and it doesn't use the same mechanism as the MacBook. And it kind of felt more like my legacy um, aluminum keyboard. It felt good, but it wasn't enough to pull me away. It wasn't enough to make me buy one because it wasn't that much different. Um, the key still wobbles a little bit, and, just, and the keystroke is not that much different, and I didn't feel like I needed to buy one. I, what I have is fine. I got one of those large Apple and keyboards with the keypad on the side. I've used it for years, and it's my favorite. So back to the Apple Smart Cover Okay, let's talk about smart covers and other smart stuff. With John Martellaro, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. 
Simulation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MYTV. 1-855-905-MYTV. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Smart stuff from Apple. The smart keyboard. Apple has to call it smart. Well, I think that the reason they call it smart is because it attaches uh, directly with the little th uh, three prongs instead of having to go through the Bluetooth process. And that's brilliant. I love that. And it's great that Logitech was able to get out of the gate with their own similar version, the, the Logitech Create, which uses the same magnetic attachment, uh, attachment and the three prong direct connect to the keyboard. Because, you know, just when you need your keyboard, something happens. The battery dies or the Bluetooth connection goes wonky or something happens. You always have your keyboard. You just connect and go. But in terms of the feel of the keys, I was appalled. The good news is, is that if you need a keyboard, say, you know, short emails or maybe some, some minor code fix-ups or something on the go, you've got a keyboard. And that smart keyboard is thin and it's light, doesn't add a lot of bulk to your iPad Pro and protects it nicely. There, there are compromises here. Adam Christensen, our webmaster and host of the MacCast, told me, well, all I needed to know, he said, if you want something thin and protective and not a very good keyboard, go with the Apple Smart Keyboard. If you want a great keyboard with a great MacBook Air feel and backlit keys, then go with the Logitech Create. But as we said in the previous segment, there's problems with that too. So I'm still waiting for the ultimate solution. I haven't found it yet. And the other thing is, is that I, I talked to one company that makes cases. I don't want to name them because of what I'm going to say. And I asked them if they're coming out with an iPad Pro case. And they said, no, we're still thinking about it. I think they're waiting to see how well it sells and whether they want to commit to a production run for an unproven product, and they don't know how many Apple's going to sell yet. I've heard rumors that Apple ordered two and a half million of them, and I think they'll sell them all over the next few months, and it's going to greatly contribute to the quarterly iPad sales numbers. But maybe this developer is more skeptical of how well the product's going to do. Have you checked on the availability at local dealers, whether it's sold out or whether they just have plenty of them around? I'm thinking of the iPad Pro. Well, I haven't checked on the availability of the iPad Pro. I think you can go into any Apple store and buy one uh, off the shelf. Uh, I haven't been able to get a pencil yet. Jeff Gamet was able to get a pencil by accident in the Boulder Apple store. Um, I have not. Uh, I've checked my local Apple store several times. I've been to some Best Buys, and the Best Buy guys said, well, our flagship store over at the mall is supposed to have them, but we don't think we're going to be getting them. And I went into the Apple store at the mall on a, on a Tuesday afternoon thinking I'd accidentally catch one in a shipment because people tend to go in on the weekend and grab the available supplies. And I they still didn't have one. So it's been almost a month now that I've had my iPad Pro and I still can't get my hands on a pencil. I think this is a disaster. I'm very annoyed with this. 
Is the pencil that hard to build? Um, well, because it's a new mechanism. You know, you, you, the Apple Pencil only works with the iPad Pro. It won't work on any other iPad. You're still the capacitive layer, and you can still use all traditional styluses, and you can still use your fingers. That part still works. But the Apple Pencil is designed to work with a special mechanism with, in the layers of the display of the iPad Pro. So they only work together. And it's a, it's a fabulous mechanism. And it allows for a very fast response and a, and a smooth feel. And the friction on the end of the pencil is just right so that it feels like it's pencil on paper instead of a hard thing on a glassy surface. So it's, it's exceptionally well designed. But the technology, the internal guts and the electronics to, to make it do the magic that it does, apparently is having some production problems. And Apple's been slow in delivering the Apple pencils and... I went into the Apple store, as I said, I went into the Apple store on the mall last weekend, and they said, there isn't an Apple Pencil in the state of Colorado. Now, that's something. Whoa. Yeah. There is no Apple Pencil in the state of Colorado. That's what his computer said. So, Is it all in New York and the Silicon Valley? Probably. Probably. They have seven available right now. They built seven and got them into the stores. Seven. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so that upsets me greatly. And it's just part of the, uh, the frustration of, of not being able to get a really good case, figuring out how you're going to put it. And the other thing about the iPad Pro right away is you realize it needs its own place. It's like a Mac book or macbook air or macbook pro you know you 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 create a place a working place on your desk you clear and you set it on a stand or you have a monitor attached and you tend to think of it needing its own space with an ipad air 2 that's something where you can like throw it on a bookcase you know leave it on the coffee table um set it in a nook or cranny of your desk drop it on top of some books it just kind of blends in but the iPad Pro is so big that it really calls out for its own space. And so I have to kind of rejigger my desk space here uh, because I run two displays and I'm out of room. So I've got to figure out what I'm going to do in terms of setting it up on a permanent stand and having a keyboard or how I'm going to use it. So it creates some challenges. And it could depend on your usage profile too. I mean, you know, if you're, you're, if you leave it in the in a bin in, in the cockpit of the airplane, you just pull it out and use it. Or if you are putting it in a backpack and you're using it for surveying or maps or something, you know, you, you've got a particular use for it. You use it a certain way. But for me as a writer, I've got to try to figure out how I'm going to use it on the desk when I have a keyboard, how I'm going to use it in my lap, how I'm going to protect it. And, and I haven't seen a whole lot of emails from developers uh, about uh, cases. I did order a, uh, a um, UAG uh, Urban Armor Group uh, Rogue uh, pad for it, which is sort of a mill standard drop test, highly protective case, which has an aluminum stand on the back. It's $79, and uh, they sent me one for review. So that'll be interesting because not only does it protect it well, but you can set it up right on the desk with that nice aluminum stand, provided you have a place for it. So that's, I think that solves part of the problem. And then you might have your own Bluetooth keyboard resting on the desk where you connect with Bluetooth. So that's cool. But then you're not taking advantage of that 
smart connector. So, you know, we're still working our way through. It's a new product. Okay, so much for iPad Pro. Let's move on to iPhone. So much it was indeed. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. We almost consumed half our session. Okay, iPhone. The headline, you have an iPhone now. Do as you're told. Oh, really? Oh, really? Nobody makes me do as I'm told. (laughs) I listen to nobody, even myself, which is pretty bad. Well, what what triggered this was, as usual, a couple articles I read about how um, some research showed that teenagers can't tell the difference between Google ads and Google search results. Those of us who grew up with the Internet know how to do that. But a lot of teenagers apparently do a search, and they don't realize that they're getting a paid ad in response to the search. Now, when you see the listings on the search, don't they segregate no. paid ads yeah they do but uh, unless you're icon uh, savvy and and visually savvy you may not understand all of the images and icons and structure in front of you in order to interpret that and and then there was another article i read that where microsoft ceo satya nadella uh, had the opinion that smart agents like cortana will someday replace the browser and the idea there is, is that you get up in the morning and it's just sort of like the movie Her, where you sit down at the computer and you have a conversation. And you say, well, what's the news this morning? And Cortana or some future variant says, oh, I know what John likes. John likes to read about uh, IPv6 or John likes to read about iPads cases or John likes to read about um, operating systems. It and knows so what you do. It knows right. how you do filter. it. It right. knows so, where you're doing it. We're going to ask more right. about that in our next segment. Cool. Do as you're told. Just wait. Go check out plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com for the Tech Night Owl Plus. We give you the ad-free version of this show with more features coming. Plus.technightowl.com. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MaxSales.com. That's MaxSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MYTV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. 
Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. With a new year coming, it's time for a new way to look at weapon storage. Safes can't be accessed quickly and racks are unsafe for children. Covert cabinets are the next level in home defense. They fit seamlessly into any home's decor and they provide quick access to firearms while keeping them uniquely hidden. Covert cabinets, the ideal hidden storage solution. Custom made in the USA. Covert cabinets are an elegant and practical alternative to the bulky and obvious storage systems of the past. Find out more at covertcabinets.com. That's covertcabinets.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. John Martellero of the Mac Observer. Do as you're told. You can't tell him to do anything. No, you can't. But our browsers and our uh, iPhone apps do. Continuing with that quote from, from Mr. Nadella, he said, this, these smart agents will do things like, they'll know your location. They'll know that it's raining at your location. And it'll tell you, boy, it's raining outside. You better put on a coat or you better grab an umbrella. And so this being having, having a, a long history reading science fiction and being a quasi-futurist, I started thinking, all of a sudden, why are tech giants so interested in providing us with all this helpful information? 
show me a good Italian restaurant within three miles. Oh, there it is. Well, I don't know how to get there. Show me a map. Well, here's the map, but I don't know where to turn. So tell me to turn right, turn right now. I'll tell why, you something though. Why, why do we? I when you ask for a good Italian restaurant or a good Chinese restaurant three miles from here, it's depending on like Yelp or something like that to provide reviews. And more often than not, when I try the places they recommend because customers like them, I find out that I am not so happy about them. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. And 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 started started me thinking about why is it that there are so many attempts to help you avoid thinking for yourself. I mean, is this because there's a desperate need by people to figure out how to do things, that the technical community is too difficult, that we can't figure out how to get in a car, we don't know what our own tastes are, we can't exercise what's called executive function, where we figure out what we want and we figure out how to achieve it. So many stories around the internet today focus on the idea that People are appealing to their phones for everything they need to do. You text your friend, what do you think? You read the news and people's opinions flood into your brain. You wonder where you should go for dinner. You wonder what you should buy for Christmas. You have to, you know, get suggestions. You know, what, you, you see so many um, things like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm in a strange city. Where should I go for dinner? That can be a helpful use of social media. But, you know, so many opinions vary. Either you don't get the answer you get. You don't get the answer you want or you get somebody's opinion that isn't useful like you found out. This whole mental process of being in uh, possession of yourself, being aware, figuring out what you should be doing, exercising executive function, making decisions, and letting the phone assist you has blurred into the idea that you're totally dependent upon your smartphone to tell you everything that you should do next in your life. Hence the article, Do As You're Told. And this could be, this could take us down a bad path. And here's an example of it. It turns out that Yahoo, I think, discovered that their uh, users were installing ad blockers. And so they were able to technically determine that ad blockers had been installed. And so they punished the users by cutting them off from their emails. This is the kind of technology that's, that companies are able to exercise. And it's the kind of power that companies can exercise. But, you know, what if you were waiting for an email? on a prescription that you were supposed to go pick up because you were very sick. Email is an essential service. It's, it's important enough that Yahoo thought you should be blocking it uh, in order to maneuver people's behavior. And yet email services can be critical and essential. And if some company doesn't treat your email with respect, then you're going to find another email publisher. I wonder if you could file a lawsuit if you don't get the notice of critical medication and you suffer ill effects. Yes, these are things that you have to think about when you exercise these kinds of powers. But the point here was is that your behavior was contrary to what the company desired, and so you were punished. So it's gone beyond being helpfulness. It's gone to the point where not only are we going to help you, but we're going to be offended by your behavior, and then we're going to take it out on you. And if you thought that was extreme... Just wait until companies start putting robots, you know, in our homes and deciding that your behavior is, is incorrect and your personal robot punishes you. You know, well, I need a steak for dinner. Can you run to the store and get one for me? Well, I'm not receiving any kickbacks from this company. So, um, you know, you're not going to get the steak, but I'll buy you a can of spam. I, I'm being extreme here, but we're, we're, we're going down a slippery road of 
being very dependent on our devices and losing our ability to exercise personal judgment. And I, I worry about that. I, I worry about it because I'm older and I've seen the evolution of computers. People who, who were born in 1999 and are 16 years old, never known life without a cell phone. Just to accept culture and society the way it is instead of thinking the way it should be, perhaps. Now, the thing I worry about with regard to things like Yelp reviews, how much they are manipulated. Because I, obviously, Yelp sells advertising to stores and restaurants. And they won a lawsuit where somebody tried to challenge that, saying, of course, that there was a problem with that and that advertisers were forced to comply to get good ratings. I don't know. But I've had mixed results from Yelp. Restaurants that just get spectacular ratings, it's hit or miss. Anyway, let's move, let's move on because time's a-wasting. Absolutely. That's right, or something like that. Okay, how to beat Apple and its game of relentless change. Relentless change, okay. Okay, so what's going on here is, is that I've noticed that Apple is a company that is determined to move forward in the, in the future. That's, that's their agenda. Building high-quality products, of course, but leaving the past behind. And so you see Apple doing things, it started a long time ago, moving forward with uh, USB, uh, dropping the floppy disk, getting rid of SCSI drives. Whenever Apple has the opportunity to move us relentlessly into the future, they do so. They can't be stuck in the past, which is why Apple has difficulty sometimes with businesses, because businesses like stability and they don't like change, and they, change requires them to certify their systems against new operating systems and new equipment, and that's hassle. But we love Apple. We have Apple because it's always coming out with new things and changing the rules and leaving old things behind. And you know, remember what for a time we had carbon and cocoa, and then Apple said, "Well, we're never going to go to 64-bit carbon." And all the developers got all upset and said, "No, no, we can't do this." And so, but we got through it, and now everything's in cocoa. And then Apple came out with the Swift programming language, and, and that's exciting and wonderful, and that's moving us forward, and we can write better code with Swift. They well, made Apple, it open source, by the way. They did. That came out just today. Yeah, I saw the press announcement. So we love Apple for that. But sometimes the problem is, is that things can happen too fast. If you get too wound up with everything that Apple's doing, and you end up trying to you know, jump all over some of Apple services, and then you, you sign up for this, and you sign up for that, and you upload your keychain to the cloud, and you, know, you let your photos drift into the cloud, and you do your backups into the cloud, and you engage on these services, and then you rush in to sign up for Apple Music, and then you're trying to figure out how to do your backups. And, then, and what happens is, is that Apple builds services for a lot of different people to do a lot of different things. But no one person has to respond completely to everything that Apple does. Because you can get completely behind the power curve trying to keep up with all these things. We have to keep up with this, folks. This sure. is the Tech Night Owl Live. More to come with John Martellero. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
With a new year coming, it's time for a new way to look at weapon storage. Safes can't be accessed quickly and racks are unsafe for children. Covert cabinets are the next level in home defense. They fit seamlessly into any home's decor and they provide quick access to firearms while keeping them uniquely hidden. Covert cabinets, the ideal hidden storage solution. Custom made in the USA. Covert cabinets are an elegant and practical alternative to the bulky and obvious storage systems of the past. Find out more at covertcabinets.com. That's covertcabinets.com. As the cold and flu season approaches, Silver Lungs is ready to help you and your family through the toughest of the year by supporting your immune system and overall health. From our best-selling colloidal silver generating system to our entire line of silver-based skin gels, nasal sprays, soaps, and silver solutions. Silver solutions remain one of nature's most powerful and least expensive antibacterial agents. Now you can produce your own for pennies a day in the comfort of your home using the breakthrough technology of the Silver Lungs Generator. Learn more today at www.silverlungs.com. Do you have relatives and friends that are convinced there is no need ever to prepare for any kind of emergency? Are these also folks you buy Christmas presents for? At 30dayfoodsupply.com, we can solve both of these problems at the same time. Go to 30dayfoodsupply.com or call 541-229-0010. We can ship your Christmas presents directly to them. Choose from our original $99 30-day food supply, our long-term storage vegan burger mixes, and other oatmeal, soups, porridges, beans, and granolas for everyday use. All products are non-GMO, MSG-free, and vegetarian. Most are gluten, soy, and nut-free. Call 541-229-0010 today. Oregon Trail Foods and 30dayfoodsupply.com keep prices low, cutting out the middleman by buying directly from their producers in Oregon. Remember, only $10 ships your entire order to the lower 48. Visit the website 30dayfoodsupply.com. Call 541-229-0010. 30dayfoodsupply.com. 541-229-0010. A revolution in body protection has arrived only at FortressSurvivalLLC.com. Introducing the revolutionary patented Level 3 Bulletproof Vest. 100% Kevlar, 100% American-made. Concealable, fully adjustable, and the lowest price on the market. Adult size normally $289.99, now just $250. Kid size normally $239.99, now just $200. Get affordable protection with a Level 3A Bulletproof Vest from FortressSurvivalLLC.com. For thou art my rock in my fortress. Psalm 31.3. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. 
Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. This is the Tech Night Isle Live. Last few segments with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer with a big plate of stuff. And we're well, talking about Apple's relentless change that freaks people out. Not only is there relentless change, but Apple has this theme of everything is simple. But everything is not necessarily really simple. When you think about the, the hassles that you go through, you know, you get up in the morning and your Wi-Fi is gone. What happened? You know, you try to figure out what happened. You got a router, you got a switch, you got a cable modem. Which one is at fault? You're trying to do some debugging. You're trying to replace equipment or cables and see what's happening. You call your local ISP. And that really is an adventure. You know, that how that goes, right. Or uh, your time machine backup stops working. And all of a sudden, it's borked. And you're trying to figure out, you know, whether you're going to be able to recover your time machine. It just seems to go on and on and on and never finishes. Or something wonky is happening with your Mac and you're not sure whether you've been infected or whether it's just some new software you installed. And our computing life actually is rather technical. And stuff keeps getting piled on us all the time. There's new services, new initiatives. There's all sorts of things going on with uploading your photos to Instagram and and subscribing to music services and buying stuff online. And, and, And my philosophy is... You can't just be tossed to the wind and, and respond to everything. You have to have some sort of strategy and philosophy, some sort of, as I said in the previous segment, some executive function where you say, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to be, this is what is essential for my family, these are the services that serve me and the other stuff I'm going to ignore, and, and try to simplify your way through the complexity of your computing life at ever-changing speed and an ever-increasing number of services that are offered to you. If you don't have that kind of sanity check, a sort of information technology strategy, and corporations have it too. You know, have you ever walked into a, your IT department and you say, you know, when are we going to um, have this and this? And they go, oh, we're not going to do that for years. So Windows 10, yeah, we're thinking about rolling out Windows 10 in the year 2019. Well, that sounds about right because the <laughs> migration rate for Windows 10 is slowing down. <laughs> yeah, I was in a uh, Shell gas station the other day, but it was this actually 7-Eleven store that sells Shell gas. And I said, do you, do you guys take Apple Pay? And, and the clerk said, what's Apple Pay? You know, So there are companies that have have a pace that they go through and they decide you know what's going to happen down the road this this emv initiative for our smart cards is great it's gotten a lot of companies thinking about security more 
Uh, but you'd be surprised how many companies are, are being doofus about it and saying, well, we're not ready yet. We have software problems. We can't figure out how it works. I've been using Panera, Apple Pay at Panera Bread for a year. And yet my local grocery store still can't figure out how to take smart cards. And they're a big grocery store. I won't name their name. So uh, Actually, you should. But I go to Walmart frequently, obviously, because of mm-hmm. the prices. But they do not accept Apple Pay. They're into this currency thing, which still has not appeared. At least Apple Pay is working. I guess the Android comparable system is working. But not currency. So you can't do that at Walmart. I was able to use my smart card at Walmart a couple okay. of weeks ago. It's the first time I've been able to insert a chipped card, do the transaction, and pull it out. That was great. But uh, a lot of the stores in the mall are still using magnetic swipes, and I guess it's because they don't know that there are some very inexpensive solutions, uh, not only Square, but uh, other companies that are providing for small merchants an inexpensive Apple pay station that they can that they can buy and basically get for nothing i wrote an article about this a while back i forget the name of the company but um getting back to the idea of about navigating your way through it you really have to have a strategy you really have to have a set of values and figure out what's important and what isn't and because you know think about all those people who signed up for apple music which is great but then there are all those people who had this grief on day one you know, and they, and they they thought they lost their libraries or their libraries were duplicated um, or they had some other problems. Oh, well, it's better to take a relaxed approach in my mind and say, well, I'll see how this pans out, see how other users are responding. Is this really nailed down? Is it ironclad? Do I, is what I have working fine? Do I need to commit to $9.99 a month now or can I wait you know, what's the urgency? That's the big question, I think. You know, what is the urgency? You want to feel like you're part of the future. Well, things are coming at you so fast. Guess what? You are immersed in the future. It's, it's swimming your way through all the change, selecting the right technologies, being careful, and reading, doing a lot of reading. That's why it's fun to work at the Mac Observer, because every day we discover that there's all these things that people don't know that is amazing that we, you know, we all thought we were born knowing and then you talk to somebody on the street and they say, oh, I never heard of that or I, I don't know how to do that. And it's because the pace of life is, is so busy. You know, by the time you take care of your kids and you do this and you bring home your work and you go do the grocery shopping and pay the bills and take the dry cleaning in, how much time do you have to, you know, become an expert on backing up your iPhone? And do you know where it's backed up? And do you know how it's backed up? And do you know that you have to do an encrypted backup in order to preserve your passwords and your health data so that when you buy a new iPhone 7 next year and you restore from backup, you'll get all that stuff preserved? And do you know how to unpair your Apple Watch from your phone before you buy a new phone so that you still have your Apple Watch data backed up and can do a restore to a new phone and repair? Oh, there's also all sorts of things to know about and I can understand why some people are reluctant to engage in another device like the Apple Watch, because this is just another administrative detail to attend to that consumes your lives. So you really have to be careful about what you're going to do. And this, this pace, it seems like a, a slow pace, right? I mean, Apple announced the Apple Watch in 2014, and we waited, we waited, and we waited, and we thought we were going to get it at Christmas 2014. Then it kind of drifted into the next year. And now the Apple Watch is, is, is uh, shipping in quantity, and we think Apple may have sold 
uh, six million so far, and they may finish the year having sold maybe twelve million of them. And 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 so people are res- trying to respond to it, trying to keep up. And then you get in a situation where you go, oh well, a new uh, Apple Watch is going to be out maybe in two thousand sixteen. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should buy version two. Well, you see, that's yeah. the moving target. Well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe version two is not really good enough. Let me try version three. Hey, yeah. I want to throw a curve at you. Okay. All right. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because we've talked a lot about automotive issues in recent weeks, partly because of the VW emissions scandal, mm-hmm. where they had the software that defeated emission settings on the diesel engines, both in America and around the world. And what happened is when you put them in test mode to actually take the measurements, the software turns on the emission controls. But when you're actually driving the vehicle, it turns them off. So it spews a lot of that diesel noxious stuff. So in light of this, people are looking, well, what about electric cars, for example? Even VW is going to look more in that direction now. And then we think about the Apple car, which we've talked about a few times. As it stands now, what are you guys over at Mac Observer hearing about the possibility of an Apple car? We're fairly certain that Apple is working on an electric car. We're fairly certain that Apple is going to bring to bear its expertise in human interfaces, battery technology, the integration of hardware and software, to build a true next generation car that will be perhaps a step beyond the Tesla, which is pretty advanced. And in terms of an autonomous car, that's going to come later. Um, the first car we think Apple will come out with in 2019 or 2020 will be like a conventional electric car. You know it as the, the Nissan Leaf or the Tesla, uh, a, a pure car that you... That, that has no a backup engine in it. That's right, you have to plug it in or you go nowhere. Yeah. We're going to go nowhere if we don't do this break. John Martellero of the Mac Observer is with us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KB Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't take on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Did you know that home break-ins increase more than 100% during the holidays? It takes just 10 seconds for an intruder to kick in your door. But police response to a home alarm system is more than 20 minutes. And intruders are in and out of your home in 5 minutes. Thieves know that you're not home and have presents inside just waiting to be taken. And if you are home, how safe will you feel with an intruder lurking inside with your family? That's why police across the country are recommending you use door armor. Proven to withstand the force of a battering ram, door armor keeps intruders out. It's easy to install and barely visible, and your door armor is guaranteed for life. Go to InvasionStopper.com for a very special buy one, get one at half-off deal. These savings are for a limited time and only available to GCN listeners. Protect your valuables and loved ones this holiday season. Go to InvasionStopper.com now. That's InvasionStopper.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So will there be an Apple car in our future? And every time I talk about this, I consider any time I've ever had to buy a car in my life, the experience is so, so unpleasant. I think the best time I had was back, I think, in 2008. I ordered the car from a dealer's internet division. Never went into the store. We did our negotiating. I Mm -hmm. picked a car from their inventory that I wanted. 
you know, it was a really good lease price. One of these things where you get a lot more car if the car is worth a lot at the end of the lease, and you can pay one or two car ranges down. So, for example, you get a mid-sized car for maybe the price of a compact car if you lease it. So we did our negotiations, and, and I said, you know what, can you come to the house, bring the car to the house, I'll sign the papers, and that's it. And so he did. He brought the car to the house, he brought the papers, and the nice thing about that, even though we had a sign like 10 different places, when you don't have to deal with the finance person, they're not throwing out all these packs on you, these things like gap insurance and extended warranties and all sorts of stuff. There's dozens of these schemes from which car dealers make a lot of money. And the usual response is say no to just about anything. You know, maybe gap insurance if you have a long-term loan. And what that does is makes up the difference between what your insurance company will pay for a used car if it's totaled and what the car really is worth in terms of what you owe the bank. That might be worth it if it's not too expensive, but the rest, I don't know. Well, what I found out is there's a couple issues here. In the state of Colorado, there's some affirmation paperwork mileage. And these have to be done on a certain Colorado form and they have to be notarized and to comply with the law because there's been abuses in the past about, you know, setting odometers off and things like that. So there's, there's some paperwork that allows them to file these legal documents where you give them a short-term specific power of attorney to, to file these legal papers with the state of Colorado and register the car. So that's part of it. And I think the other part of it is I recently found out that car dealers don't make a whole lot of money on new cars, at least the car company I deal with. They make their money on used cars. Yeah, and I read once where, this is a recent article where a car dealer stands to make three times as much profit from the service department as from the new car sale. Because new car sale is subsidized with all sorts of extra stuff to give them incentives to move the vehicle. And I imagine Volkswagen's got a lot of that. You want to buy a VW today, and they're hurting. Not that it's a bad car. I like VW cars. I've had two of them in my life. But they're hurting now because of the diesel thing. So dealers are very, very anxious to move metal. In terms of service, they don't want you going to the garage down the street. They want to service you, not just for warranty repairs where they will service it. They want to do your oil changes and things like that. Mm -hmm. And some dealers I've visited in recent years, they'll put up little signs, we'll match any independence price for service, for tires, especially for tires. They'll match the price, whatever it is. They want your business. And speaking of VW, they actually sell a low-cost plan for extended maintenance on your car. So like for 50,000 miles, you can get something like, depending on the model, 450 to $550 for 50,000 miles of service. And you have to think what it costs you to service a car for 50,000 miles. That's like maybe a third of what it would cost otherwise. But of course, as I said, the finance department throws in extra junk. That's a big profit center, especially things like undercoating or these here in Arizona, they always put these sun shields, which are really like a plastic film that goes on the windows. And they'll sell that for up to $1,000, even though it must cost like 50 well, or $100 to put in. This, this is the old business that we know that Apple's famous for, creating demand. When you have a pickup truck that nobody wants to buy, but you've built a lot of them, what do you have to do? You have to pay the customer to buy your car or your truck. This cash back thing, 
this is a symptom of the fact that you really can't get people to get excited about your vehicle unless you give them money to buy it. We're pretty sure that Apple's going to build something that's so cool, people will stand in line at 5 o'clock on a Friday morning to buy these cars, and Apple's going to make a lot of money, and they won't have to engage in all this trickery and add-on stuff. Well, those incentives are thousands of dollars for each car. Mm-hmm. I know. And the car industry is kind of built on this scheme that is open to disruption. And I think uh, in a small company like Apple, if they can get state government approval for certain things, they don't get too much pushback from the, the dealer associations. Uh, I envision you'll be able to go online, specify your car, specify your payment information, and uh, Apple will deliver the car to your driveway and You'll connect your iPhone to the car and upload all the information in your Apple ID, and the car will be completely configured, like much like we did with the fourth-generation Apple TV. We probably talked about that with other people. You know, when you buy your fourth-generation Apple TV, instead of sitting there and fiddling and configuring and all that stuff, you put your iPhone next to it, and it just sucks all the information that it needs off of your phone, and boy, it's just ready to go. So, you know, Apple's got great technology, great technologists, engineers. They're building a great team. I expect for there to be some significant changes in the way we think about our cars, not to mention the technology and engineering of an electric car that you know can hopefully get such good range that it becomes a no-brainer. Now, the issue, of course, is going to be if they're selling direct, even if it's only online, although I assume there will be places where you can test drive a car and see it in person. That is, the auto dealer associations in different states, they'll fight tooth and nail, as they've done with Tesla. In New Jersey, wasn't it, where they fought? Sure. But several states, you can't buy a Tesla, or you could look at a Tesla at a showroom, but you can't physically buy it there because they won't let you. The car dealers are protecting their turf. And I kind of think here that Apple is not going to want to set up a third-party dealer network because there are too many abuses. The system is broken. It's been broken for over 100 Mm -hmm. years. And there are very few pockets of repair. I don't know if they want to get into the same system that Tesla uses. But there's an article now, just mention this, we have less than a minute left. There's an article suggesting that Tesla and Apple together may end auto ownership for a lot of people. So instead of buying a car, you'll lease it or maybe you'll agree to share it or something like that. But with autonomous driving, the risk of an accident is sharply minimized. So... It may well be. You won't buy a coming. car anymore. You'll just pay a monthly fee. Of course, those who want to have a car, you'll still have that option. Major changes know. are coming. Indeed, there have cool. to be. I mean, one thing that the Volkswagen scandal did bring up is that in Europe especially, a lot of car makers are pulling stunts, and now they all have to follow the straight and the narrow. And if you look at the history of American car makers, they're not innocent. Look at those ignition switches. On GM cars, they are not innocent. John Martellaro, tell us where we can find more of your stuff. Uh, I am John Martellaro, Senior Editor at the Mac Observer, www.macobserver.com. You can find us on Twitter, where we're known as Tech Night Owl. Look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. And by the way, if you check out Facebook, look for Gene Steinberg. If he's wearing a plaid shirt, more than likely he's me. I still have that shirt And I got another one, red plaid shirt, as a present. So I'm stuck with that color. Can't get around it. We have Tech Night Owl Plus. What's that? 
It's a way for you to get the ad-free version of this show. We take out 41 minutes of network ads. We give you better audio quality so you hear the pristine, perfect tones of John Martellaro. I sound the same. There's nothing that can be done to improve me. We've got a Tech Night Owl Minute. We're phasing in over the next few weeks. You'll see more of them. And if you want to know more, you go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. And you pay a monthly fee, annual fee, five years in lifetime for Tech Night Owl Plus. We have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend, we're going to be featuring Joshua Cutchin, who wrote a book called A Trojan Feast. This is about people meeting weird beings, aliens, fairies, Sasquatch, and those creatures offering you something to drink, something to eat. And Joshua says, don't do it. You might be in real deep trouble. Go to Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com to learn more. John Martellaro, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.